With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Tennis.com podcast. And here's your host, Ed McGrogan. Bonjour mes amis, je m'appelle Edouard, and you are here on the Tennis in 10 podcast, your daily look at Roland Garros in under 10 minutes. So let's get right to it. Day four, we had the second round getting underway, and also one round, one match that had to be completed from yesterday. That was Joe Wilfried Sanga against Renzo Olivo. If you listen to yesterday's Tennis in 10, you got a sense of, of how that one ended up. You know, very dramatically, Olivo failed to serve out the match uh, right before about 10 p.m. local time. So you know, with that break of serve, Sanga had a chance to start the day off, you know, of, of course, with his own serve and try to make try to push this into a tiebreaker. It didn't even last more than one game because Sanga and he said himself after the match, he didn't feel he didn't feel great yesterday. He didn't feel good today either. Um, wasn't sort of, you know, saved by the bell was really how you would put it. Um, and but it didn't matter. Olivo quickly, um, you know, eliminated Sanga, eliminated one of the French, one of the best French hopes in the men's side. Um, it was only the second time that Sanga has lost in the first round. Excuse me, the third time in his career he's lost the first round of a slam. He's been. You know, almost a guarantee to win the early round matchups, which, which most seeds are, which most of the top fifteen seeds are. But, you know, as I think we see all the time at the French Open, I, I almost wonder if, if Roland Garros is the slam where, the home country, uh, favorites, the hopes of the crowd are the ones most affected by that pressure. Um, it seems like that's where we, we've seen. Some of the biggest slip-ups, you know, Sanga and Monfils have made it pretty far in this event. This is not to say that they haven't performed, uh, but they've also, you know, when they've gotten to the semis, they've not had great showings. You know, there's certainly plenty of other examples of French players in the past. You know, Amelie Moresmo is a really good example of this. You know, just never able to to put it together, you know, at her home tournament. And uh, even this year, you know, Jill Simone, a seed, goes down round one. Um, you know, Christina Modenovic had all sorts of problems in the first round. She ends up getting to the third now. Um, but Song, this is a pretty, a very disappointing loss, especially because he had just won actually his first ever clay court title um, in France, no less, in Lyon, but with the you know with the spotlight you know much more intense in Paris, uh, just unable to unable to put it together. Um, and you know that was you know that was the end of round one mercifully after four days um you know 
we move on to round two. And what we saw from there today, um, in, in terms of upsets, you know, you had Dominika Sapolgova, the number six seed on the women's side, go down. She's the third uh, third woman of the top seven seeds to be eliminated. Muguruza nearly joined her uh, after losing the first set to Annette Contevi. Um But she comes back, wins in three, and really looks at a you know a draw that is you know it's pretty it's decimated i that's the only word i can use to describe it because of you know an elimination by kerber you know Kanta, of course not really a clay court threat but you know eliminated as well um you know serena obviously not taking part you know we're missing sharapova we're missing a number of of contenders um you know, I, I think I think it makes you rethink about someone like Muguruza, who, you know, c- comes in this term with with very little sort of buzz around her, even as a defending champion. But you know, if not if not her, then who? And I guess to that question, you know, maybe it gives you something to think about. But I would also answer to that Venus Williams, and I wrote before the tournament that she was my pick to win this, and I feel even better about it now. Um, you know, Karumi Nara, who she beat today 3-1, and one, is, is hardly the, the caliber of player that she's going to need to continue to beat to make it to the final. Uh, but I just, I love the way that Venus is playing. I love sort of the, you know, I think the spotlight's off her as well. I mean, even in her match today, you know, the big focus was on Serena being in the stands, watching her and, and supporting her. And and I think that's going to really, you know, I think it's going to really help Venus and, and sort of, you know, want to, I think, make this tournament a little more special than before. I mean, she's never won at Roland Garros, but, you know, I think that in in this sort of year of the throwback with Rafa and Roger going to Aussie final, you know, Williams sisters going to the Australian the Aussie final as well, I, I just... And and really, more to the point, no surefire contenders like there is on the men's side. Um, you know, at Roland Garros, I mean, you have Halep, uh, of course. You have um, Muguruza, as we mentioned. Um, you know, Pliskova at number two still around. I mean, I just like the way this is shaping up for Venus thus far. We'll leave it at that. Um, you know, we moved to the men's. What we saw today was... You know, a pretty commanding performance from the guys you would you would really expect to see it from. You have um, Djokovic, team, and Rafa, who are you know quite possibly the three favorites to emerge. Um, you know, on in Roland Garros on that half, it's a loaded half of the draw, of course. All three of them winning in straight sets. Um, Djokovic and Rafa actually won by the same exact six one six four six three score. Um, you know, funny enough there with, with those two. Um, so, you know, all three of them safely on to the third round. Um, and, you know, the, we'll wait to see how the other half's top guns, you know, them being, the, you know, those players primarily being Murray and Vavrinka, how they respond tomorrow in their matches. Milos Raonic, a top five seed, he won today as well. He dropped the first set. Uh, to Dutra Silva of Brazil, but uh, but took the you know took the last three pretty pretty conventionally. Um, you know, I think two other sort of shout outs that must happen today. You you want to first talk about Carolyn Wozniacki, uh, a six love six love winner. Um, 
I mean, you know, what what more can you say with that kind of performance there against Francois Abanda of Canada? And then, you know, also 18-year-old C.C. Bellis defeats the number 18 seed Kiki Burdens, who's had some very strong results at slams before, 6-3, 7-6, you know, putting her into the third round. She's actually been there at slams before, but, um, you know, I love the way that Bellis has, you know, since seeing her with, you know, with that incredible win over Sabolkova, I believe when she was 14 at the Open, you know, you're really seeing, I think, you know, someone who in the coming years for U.S. tennis, I think, could be really one of the, you know, one of the torchbearers going forward. I just, I just love sort of Bellis's, you know, her ground strokes. I, I, the forehand is beautiful, and I like her composure as well. I think she's been kind of groomed for this type of success, and now to, you know, to do that already, um, you know, in this tournament, um, just great stuff, you know, from her on that end uh, as well. Um, looking ahead to, uh, you know, to the remainder of the second round matches, let's, uh, let's bring those up right now. And we're going to, you know, as I mentioned, uh, Vavrinka, he'll be second on against Dogopolov in Shatria. It could be, a, you know, that's a great shot making match. Um, you know, I, I, hard to imagine. Well, I don't know. I shouldn't say that. Let's, let's watch that one and see what happens. I mean, Dolgopolov is is surely the kind of player who, if he's on the right sort of form, you could see troubling someone like Vavrinka, even a former French champion. Cornet will lead off um, Chatrier. You also have Monfils on Chatrier. It's a you know a French heavy day on that court. Pliskova will will close proceedings um, fourth on. On long one, you'll have Radwanska, Murray, uh, Simona Halep, and Gasquet. Uh, you keep going down court one, Chilich versus Kravchuk, Shardy and, and Nishikori. Shardy Nishikori, you know, probably one of the, the matches of tomorrow in terms of four to five set potential. You already saw Nishikori go four sets against Kaganaka's first round and Shardy. Um, we'll see what he does with the crowd on his side. It's an extremely French heavy day on the show courts tomorrow. Um, you know, with, with, Rafa and Novak both not playing, you know, leaving those spots. It's, you know, if you if you are a fan of, of watching the crowd and, and it's and supporting its players, I think day five is going to be one for you to watch. And we'll talk about it after it happens tomorrow on the Tennis in 10 podcast. Au revoir. You've been enjoying the Tennis.com podcast. For all the latest news and events, head over to Tennis.com. 